Today, the Fauci emails have dropped, and we have all of the highlights, or I should say lowlights, uh, all for you, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I'm Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by Stu Bergier, host of Stu Does America, which you should subscribe to on YouTube and also watch on Blaze TV. I totally agree with your first point of the show. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. All right, smooth sailing from here on out. Uh, also joined by Chief Researcher of the Glenn Beck Program, Jason Buttrell, who once again has dressed up for me immensely. So. Nothing but the best for you, Sarah. Thank I knew you. I was going to come on when they said 3,000 of some kind of document has dropped. Yeah. And you just knew there'd be really? one dude in the building that's going through them. Jason, I don't really have time to read this. Can you just go ahead and give us the Reader's Digest version? By the way, I appreciate you uh, repping for Pride Month. Oh, that's, that's nice. Yeah. Really nice of If you, one Jason. person says that, I swear. <laughs> Inclusivity. Uh, all right, by the way, before we get into the show, I don't want to forget, I keep forgetting to uh, let all of you guys know we are expanding here at Blaze Media. Not only this show, but we've got some others coming up and we are looking for uh, some talented producers. So if you guys have ever maybe have some experience, maybe you, uh, you've you just always wanted to uh, dip your toe into this. Maybe you just want to come to work and see us all the time. I don't know why. But uh, but you can go ahead and apply at ep at blazemedia.com. That is ep at blazemedia.com. They are accepting applications. And uh, I feel like this is an infomercial where I should be like, tell them Sarah sent you. <laughs> just tell them Sarah sent you. Uh, all right, so... Let's get into these emails because these are um, these are interesting. These are something. Uh, so let me go over some of the some of the bigger ones, and then I want to get your uh, your thoughts on these. So um, in mid March. 2020, and by the way, these are because of BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed did a FOIA request, Freedom of Information Act, uh, obtained all of these emails. And there's, Jason, how many pages did you say? It's over 3,000, around 3,500, something like that. So what page are you currently on? I started from the bottom, because everyone was like reporting on stuff at the top. I started on like 3,500, and I'm now around 1,200, I think, working in reverse order. So, so we need I to get you to see. a speed reading course. That's what you're saying. <laughs> it takes <Just> forever. <laughs> you know, I, t- I tell you what, before you get into it, the vast majority of them are exactly what you would expect from Fauci. And it's just the liberal media fawning over him, saying, mm-hmm. hey, we loved you on that teleconference you did. Can we have you on isn't it, for an interview? And, like, he would not answer, like, actual lawmakers. I saw the him just saying, hey, someone else handle this. He would reply personally and be like, I think I have time for that. You betcha. Oh, of course. Oh, oh, what would you think about me? Oh, I'm so great. Yeah, I mean, seriously, it was almost that bad. Yeah. That's the vast majority of the emails in there. That is the least shocking thing I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. Uh, so let's, let's go some, through some of these. So in mid-March 2020, uh, a physicist sent an email to Dr. Fauci that China was lying about the number of deaths in China due to the coronavirus. He had been modeling this outbreak since January, he said, uh, and added, the data posted by China is not only garbage, it has misled the world into a false sense of security uh, vis-a-vis death rate. Age versus death. I truly believe the outbreak tsunami on, in the USA is either already happened or is about to happen. As you know, by the way, this is March 2020 again. Uh, as you know, as soon as a surge is sensed, the tsunami will immediately follow. I believe we missed the containment boat quite a while ago. Uh, so Fauci just got, went ahead and forwarded the email to a member of the NIH and wrote with it, too long for me to read. <laughs> so, 
that's, the, that's good. I will say it's the most human thing I can remember from Fauci. <laughs> like, I do that all the time. I and said, do like the TL like, yeah. semicolon yeah, DR. DR. <laughs> <laughs> Too long, didn't read. Uh, I actually think that one is pretty humanizing. I, <laughs> okay, <laughs> but totally how many, I'm sorry, how many people died? We, like, every time you yeah. mention anything that President Trump did, you get thrown oh, back God, in yeah. your face. 600,000 people died from yeah. this. Okay, well, uh, if there, there was someone who was warning him that this already happened and we needed to hurry up and uh, look at this. And What's the date on like that one, by the way? March 2020. March, March. do we have a date? I don't, I don't um, have this in here. March. I mean, I don't think there's a huge disagreement. I, at least I strongly believe that China um, changed those numbers at the beginning and hid all sorts of crap, right? I mean, they I don't, still are. It still are. Yeah. They still, they still yes. will not give us access to the files from the lab so that we can see if we can figure out if, it, if there was a lab leak or not. They still, to this day, have not done that. Which is totally not, uh, not suspicious. sketchy, no. No, no not, not at all. At all. <laughs> uh, what's funny is that's only one of the emails, but there's multiple that say, highly, quote, highly suspicious data coming from China. That's in multiple yeah. emails that I saw. So it, it was not a surprise at all. And it's funny because it, that he didn't really care to even to read through it. Because what's, what's kind of crazy about it is they're basing models off of this data. Right. Yeah. They're basing models, yeah. models that was used over in the UK that they spun that wild and crazy model saying we should lock down for who knows how long. And remember that the mm -hmm. astronomical, like just very bad results that they were mm -hmm. expecting off of it. And it was all com complete bullcrap. Well, here's another one from February 21st, 2020, just for an exact date mm -hmm. here uh, from a uh, Whale Cornell Medical College associate professor of dermatology who wrote directly to him, uh, said where he was from. And by the way, this is a very short email. It's not too, mm -hmm. too long not to too long. read, he, okay? okay. You, he should be able to read this. We have been following the coronavirus pandemic closely. A few days ago, became alarmed at the news that Chinese government is sterilizing their paper money. We think there is a possibility that the virus was released from a lab in Wuhan, the biotech area of China. We also think the virus might be complex with another organism, blah, blah, blah. We would like to discuss you with this further. We feel that immediate action must be taken by the United States scientists to try to neutralize this threat. And Anthony Fauci just forwarded it, forwarded it to a colleague and just said please handle so um that was again february there were rumblings in the scientific community of people saying we believe this might have been released from a lab in wuhan we really think it should be something to look into and dr fauci is just like can't don't have time don't want to read it uh can't read it uh please handle oh but oh you want to interview me gq yeah. yes yeah. i but when when are you free i can definitely definitely do it, that it, it's absolutely ludicrous and you, so they know that they're getting lied to from china right not only on cases like that but if you remember i think that if you said that was in february march i think mm -hmm. it was around in april they found out that the, the Chinese government completely lied to the investigators, that both the WHO and CDC, when they went over there, the Chinese just said, hey, it's, it's not transmittable you know, through the air. It's not, so you're fine. As long as you don't mm -hmm. touch them, you're fine. Right. They knew they got lied to over that. Yeah. They're, they're getting lied to the entire time, but you still see in some of those emails that Fauci's very chummy with his counterpart mm -hmm. over in China. Mm -hmm. Very of chummy. Course, of course. Um, here's just a couple more. Uh, here's one from January 2020 that uh, warned that coronavirus potentially looked engineered, had some unusual features. This was sent by uh, Christian uh, G. Anderson, professor in the Department of Integrative Structural and Co Computational Biology at the Scripps Research Institute. January January 31st of 2020. Hard to go all the way back there, but take your brain mm. all the way back. I mean, that was like early. very, very early on. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, hi, Tony. Thanks for sharing because Anthony Fauci had sent them uh, a, a, a link to... Um, 
to an article about this. Uh, I saw this earlier today. Both Eddie and myself were actually quoted in it. It's a great article. Um, goes into some science, uh, you know, science talk, scientist talk. Uh, but they do. She does say at the bottom, Eddie, Bob, Mike, and myself all find the genome inconsistent with expectations from evolutionary theory. Um, and, you know, we have to look at this much more closely. There are still further analyses to be done. So these opinions still could change. And now a lot of people are saying, um, well, I, that's they're following the science. They're trying to figure it out, which is true, except for the fact that Anthony Fauci went on television multiple times and discredited the theory that they are purporting here. Not just said we don't know yet we need to find out but just completely discredited anyone who brought this idea up yeah i think that the core of all this is the honesty Mm -hmm. right i mean like you know that scientist later on wrote a piece saying they didn't think it was engineered i think there's a chance that you know with especially with the data function research that we've talked so much about that it could have been engineered in that way but like the bottom line is time after time after time fauci went on television when he was either uncertain or knew the opposite was true and said something else to manipulate the public. Like, I I think herd immunity is only 60%. Well, now I think it's 80 because actually we just didn't want to tell you it was 80 before because everyone would be really depressed if we said it was 80. Oh, well, you know what? Masks, uh, you know, they don't work at all. They don't work at all. Don't use them. Well, we thought they did work, um, but in in reality, uh, we didn't want people to do it. We have a run on uh, on the uh, masks so Mm -hmm. the people in the hospitals can have them. Even if you think that's a good motivation to lie, it is still a lie. And if you are honest with the American people, then you are not responsible for this stuff, right? You only become responsible when you lie. Yeah. And, uh, you know, everyone realizes that this was a difficult time where a lot of, you know, things, there's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of people writing and guessing. There's a lot of people with theories. You can understand maybe he doesn't see every single one of them or whatever. But when you come out and you tell the American people that you're certain of one thing, when you know either the opposite is true or you are uncertain, mm-hmm. that is like, uh, you know, that is not, um, it's not a pundit doing that. This is a guy we pay in the government to be able to handle this stuff and be able to communicate directly with the American people about the dangers of this stuff. And he, he fell down on that job over and over again. Yeah, Jason. Okay, so this is the most interesting part of the emails to me. Okay. And this is how my method of skipping to the end of the book to see the, the, the big surprise. That, that literally, that part, is literally the very last email on the uh, <laughs> in the whole thing. Huh. So you skipped at, if you if you have this at home, if you're looking at this at home, skip to the very bottom. You'll see that article, that article that was written, which uh, Fauci that that's the first email is he's forwarding this on to somebody else. Yeah, and I think he says this is a good balanced look. What do you think? So then it goes back and forth, including that one scientist that you said now says that it's not engineered, mm-hmm. which I didn't really read it that way. I read it okay. to where he said that they couldn't tell if it was. Okay. So they said they found some uh, SARS, like our bird flu type uh, uh, diseases mm-hmm. that had similar characteristics. So he, I, the way I read it was he said that we just can't tell for certain if it was engineered, which is very interesting. Because you can read their words right there in those emails. Well, in the email, I, that's the that's what I took too. Was that they weren't sure if it was if it was uh, engineered or not. My understanding was later they wrote in a separate paper. Okay, we looked at it and we don't think it is. Now that does not, but that doesn't necessarily make again like that what doesn't free Fauci from yeah. that either. We don't know why they did that. Yeah. Also, like. If the possibility was there, you don't come say the possibility isn't there. Right. You know, even if it doesn't turn out to be like, I don't know for certain the lab leak theory is is true. I mean, I think there's a lot of uh, circumstantial evidence pointing that way, but we don't know for sure. I do think it should be open up as a possibility, and we should express our uncertainty. Right? That is what I where I think Fauci uh, 
broke down multiple times. Sorry, Jason. Well, what I thought that that scientist was doing was a whole lot of word judo to try and make it seem like, hey, it, we can't really tell. That, that's the way I read right. it later. Okay. But back then, it was very much on the table. Mm -hmm. They said there was a specific line in the virus that did not look, I think they said, it was either natural or, or evolutionary mm -hmm. or something like that. Um, and then there's another email that follows right after that where um, this one guy is like saying, hey, um, I know that, you know, uh, this is this article is saying one thing. But what we saw is that all of these experiments that were being done on these bats were during the time when gain of function research was going on at the lab. And I looked at that and kind of did a double take and like, what the heck? And not only that, a couple lines underneath that, they say that um, we'll check and make sure that we're not tied to this in other places worldwide. I'm like, are you kidding me? What? So then it gets even worse as you follow the wow. chain up. Uh, Fauci goes from, hey, this is a good article, whatever, to call me ASAP. We'll talk about this on the phone. Mm -hmm. uh, what was one? Oh, and there was one to one of these guys that was like, when are you in the office? Um, we need to talk. You have duties that need to be taken care of today type stuff. After that, then you start seeing like the scientist now that's trying to say, hey, we're not sure. Their tone changes rapidly. So there are a lot of questions. The questions that they were asking back then, you're seeing now out in the public from other revered scientists that have won Nobel Prizes. They're saying, hey, like the ones in the UK and the Netherlands, saying, hey, we found traces of HIV that have been inserted in this virus. Um, yeah, that's not natural. That's not natural. So there are a ton of questions that back then we just weren't allowed to ask. Yeah, you'd yeah get, you're a conspiracy theorist. And you'd get deplatformed. Mm -hmm. We had mm -hmm. a show that we wouldn't even air on YouTube because yeah. that was how strict it is. Now you're having actual scientists saying, look, this is what we're finding. Now in these emails, which is the big thing for, for me in this dump, is that they were asking those same questions. They had the exact same questions, then they went silent. Mm. I think it's true. It's important to, to know. I mean, this is interesting because it came from Buzz, BuzzFeed. I actually didn't know that. And yeah. I, I, I have to believe the reason they did it is because they want to see if Fauci was basically hammering Trump for the way he was handling it. Yeah. So I, but I'm curious. It's interesting. And I'm glad they did it. Right. It's mm -hmm. good that we have this stuff. Um, you know, it's important, of course, just like we shouldn't trust Fauci on every claim that he makes some random scientist that we don't know emailing Anthony Fauci some theory is not proof of the theory. Right. It's not. just it's just um, uh, it's, it's something that we should step back and, and understand. It's a great way to look at what he was going through what uh, how he was handling these things which usually t tldr um <laughs> and uh you know and and see like it, it's going to give us a good history of of this uh virus and and how it came into play that we didn't have before mm -hmm. i mean again like you know i buzzfeed is not always my favorite organization they've done a lot of things i don't like but this is a, it's i'm glad they did this it's it's pretty interesting it's fascinating i mean just being a government employee must be mind-boggling work i mean every email you write yeah. may very well be in a release like yeah. this and you never know when it's coming yeah. and it, it gives you, you you have to believe that those in times where you're like call me asap yep. you're you're smart enough to know that yep. this is a real real situation and we may never get to the bottom of what happened on those calls yeah the, the story oh. is absolutely insane the circumstantial evidence is all there right. um this is the story that you would think that there'd be a wood woodward and bernstein jr at some of these outlets that would just be all over would be covering it non-stop Mm -hmm. But to this day, they still aren't. The mm -hmm. same thing with the Hunter Biden laptop. Yeah. Wouldn't touch it. Right. Uh, <laughs> we've, we've actually got more on this uh, whenever we come back. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Candid. So if you are, maybe you're unhappy with your smile. You just never got around to getting braces. Maybe you had braces in the retainer like I did, but uh, you stopped wearing it and your teeth shifted back as an adult and you were like, 
dang it, I should have listened to my freaking parents when they told me not to take my stupid retainer out. Uh, you need Candid in your life. I used it. It's worked amazingly for me. You can use it too. They are comfortable, removable, and practically invisible aligners to help straighten your teeth. Um, and uh, so it's very easy. You can do it from home. They send you the kit. You make the impressions just like you would at the orthodontist. Uh, you send it in and it's all monitored and prescribed by licensed orthodontists. And they send you your kit. And like every two weeks, you've got that new aligner. You pop it in and uh, your teeth straighten like that. The average treatment time is six months. By the way, um, did I mention it's going to save you a ton of money because you're not going to the orthodontist for the traditional braces? I think the orthodontists are crazy because who wants to go be stuck like a brace face when they can do it from the comfort of their own home, save money, and they've got the clear, comfortable aligners instead. It's a win-win for you. You can go to a candidco.com slash Y. Save $75 right now if you go to candidco.com slash Y. Get those straighter teeth you have always dreamed of at candidco.com slash Y. All right, so let's get back to some of these emails. Jason, this may have been what you were referring to. I'm not sure. But uh, here's a tweet thread from Alex Berenson, who... I don't know what I don't know what uh, Stu. I know uh, Anthony Fauci is your adopted dad, so <laughs> right. I don't know I if <laughs> I don't know if you're a fan of Alex Berenson uh-huh. this day and age. But I think he's, he's been my doing, adopted sister. <laughs> so, yeah, I think he's been doing some pretty good objective reporting. And he used to be with what was it, New York Times? I think he was. And is no longer with New York Times, which kind of tells you something in and of itself. <laughs> but uh, so Alex Berenson said uh, February first. 2020, uh, he had a, Anthony Fauci had a conference call with virologists, one of whom had just flagged the potentially engineered features of COVID to him to discuss a document called Coronavirus Sequence Comparison, uh, Berenson says. But Dr. Fauci had other calls on his mind that day, too. At 12.29 a.m. on February 1st, he emailed his deputy. The subject line was important in all caps. He attached a 2015 paper from Nature Medicine describing gain-of-function research on coronaviruses, research that the director of Wuhan Institute of Virology had helped conduct and that other scientists has criticized as publicly as overly risky. He said to his uh, to his um, what who is this his deputy? He said, Hugh, it is essential that we speak this a.m. He wrote, read this paper. You will have tasks today that must be done. So, and then, of course, Berenson speculates, gee, that doesn't sound suspicious at all. But it's like, uh, OK, ta- you have tasks today that must be done. Um, is that is that what you were that's, referring that's to? That's what I was referring to. So just a little shady. Just a little bit. So this is this is why he's nervous about this mm-hmm. is because they know the NIH was funding the Wuhan lab through another entity. Um, this other guy that was the head of that entity personally in the in this in these emails uh, th- personally thanked Fauci for, you know, delegitimizing the Wuhan lab, you know, theory. Um, and, you know, Fauci was like, yeah, no problem, buddy. Um, but they're worried about it because they were funding them. And, and Rand Paul was at a, like last week or a couple weeks ago was calling him out on that. Fauci was very adamant that they did not fund gain of function. Mm-hmm. But later on, mm-hmm. they said, well, we're not sure, you know, where the money went, which is 
actually kind of worse. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, at least before he was guarding our money and right. making it go to gain a bunch of research. Now he doesn't even know where it went. <laughs> so, so yeah. So they're obviously very, very worried about this. I will say, for all of the lab leak stuff, whether it was engineered or not. I am 90% sure the virus came from there. I mean, it's yeah. freaking common sense. Yes, yes. 400 yards away from where they say the epicenter was, which they're actually not even sure if that was the epicenter, just a high concentration mm -hmm. of the cases were there, mm -hmm. comes from, a, uh, is, is next to a lab where they're studying the same coronavirus that comes from bats. Which, can I just say, Jason, we have been saying on this show since... It first, like, uh, we started talking about it in January of 2020. I remember talking with you specifically and you talking about that and saying that exact same thing. Yeah. But somehow in the scientific community, you're shunned if you bring that exact thing up. Right. I mean, yeah, you are. And you know what? You're going to continue to be shunned. And the, I, I don't expect the U.S. government to do a thing on it. Yeah. And it's the same reason why Apple won't come out and criticize uh, China. The same reason why Disney won't come out and criticize China. Why? Because it's all about the Benjamins, baby. There's a whole lot of money to be made in China. They don't know what to do with it. If they get absolute, that's why they, that's why Biden took the the, uh, the State Department investigation and shuttered it and gave it over to the intelligence community. We were, I was talking to you about this, too. It's because they want this kept under top secret SCI mm. Access only. Mm. So if they ever find the smoking gun to this, it's going to be locked away and put in Area 51 next to the uh, alien ships. <laughs> they don't want anybody to know about that because they don't know how to respond to this. Yeah. I mean, a global pandemic that killed how many Americans? They don't want to say, oh, it's Xi Jinping, it's his fault. They'll mm. never say that. And They'll I, just get and swept look, away. It is. Yeah. I mean, like, I, you know, you can say, I think there's still a possibility. I mean, I, you know, I've been, re I, I, after all this recent reporting came out about the lab leak theory, there's been some other scientists who have come up and say, actually, I can see why people would think circumstantial evidence. We think it might still be the natural way. Maybe it is. I'll allow for the possibility because I'm not I'm not well-versed enough in, in this field to really know. I can just read the reporting. Well, apparently neither is someone who's been neither, working yeah. for 50 years. <laughs> apparently not. It, it is hard work, right? Like Maybe they don't know. Maybe it's not obvious. You know, you read the reporting of Nicholas Wade, from, who was also a former New York Times uh, science reporter. You read the reporting of Jim Garrity, who's been doing this from you know at least April of last year, who's been all over this. He just did a, a whole outline of all the circumstances evidence on the lab leak theory. I think it's really a legitimate possibility, but regardless, it's still China's fault. Yeah, even if this just totally hit them out of nowhere, from a bat, through a pangolin, to somebody having bat soup, whatever the freaking theory is, they still to this day have not shared the information with us. This is not like, oh, you know what? They should have been more forthright in January, in February. The, the Wall Street Journal just came out with a report saying in November there were people from this lab who went to the hospital with unexplained symptoms. Like, yes, they should have been much more forthright back then. Of course they should have. However, it's still going on now. This is not like they didn't like, OK, in July. All right, here's all this stuff. Let's all come together. We're sorry if we screw that up. There's still to this day doing it and it's you know Jim Garrity pointed this out I thought in a, in a good way because he went through all this and, and he took a bit of a victory lap which I thought was well deserved on this and he, he said when he was writing this people said 
you're not a virologist, you're not a scientist, yeah. what do you know? And yeah. he said, you know, the one thing I am an expert on, and I've been studying for decades, are authoritarian regimes and how they act in these moments. They, they act like they did with Chernobyl, they act like they did in, in, in thousands of other circumstances all around the globe. They hide it, they hide it, they hide it. They, they hid SARS at the beginning. They, had, they, they, they supposedly solved all those problems. Well, look where we are now. You know, this has been, you know, China is acting very consistently with the crap heap of a government that they are, and this has nothing to do with the Chinese people. It has to do with their government who specifically right. has hid information from us and the entire world on this topic. And it's cost millions of lives. And I will say the fact that they still won't release information, it says a lot to me. And you're going to see this a lot from the people that are arguing over engineered virus versus lab leak. Look, that does not matter whether they, it was engineered. It's, it's worse if it was engineered. Well, I mean, we already know they were doing gain-of-function research. Mm -hmm. And if anyone doesn't know what that is, that's when they add proteins to the virus and they make it to where it can jump to human, to see if it can jump to humans. And supposedly the reason being is so they can develop, you know, vaccinations early for these types of things. Um, but regardless, like when we went through this back when we did our show on this like a year or so ago, mm. we were like, look, we're not saying it's engineered. We're showing you the evidence that they were going hundreds of miles away in another part of, of China to find these bats. They're not from that area in Wuhan. They're not from there. Hundreds of miles away. And they tested and we spoke to Rand Paul uh, last week, I think. And he was like, we tested all these bats in, in that little market and the other animals. We tested them. There's, there's no coronavirus in those uh, in those animals. But where do we know the coronavirus were? 400 yards away right. in that lab. Yeah. So if they say, no, 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 we tested this, the lab leak theory is completely bogus, you know, it's natural. Okay, yeah, we know there were natural coronavirus, there, there were bats with the natural coronavirus in that lab. Somehow it went from there to the exact same 400 yards away or whatever. Well, the, one I, of the scientists decided to eat the bat in bat soup. That's got to be what it is. They're just so, so they're, tempting. So the original, like, yeah. the original theory was totally true. I heard Taco Bell's working on a uh, Wuhan <laughs> bat. Uh, they, they, they do everything else. You know what I mean? I mean, so you got to believe at least some bats are in that food. You <laughs> have to. <laughs> you have to. By the way, I will go there right now. I would go. I'd be right behind right you. Because right you know they, they'd stick oh, it between yeah. cheese and a, and a Dorito shell and oh, it'd be amazing. It'd be delicious. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I need to go barf, but before I do, I want to thank our sponsor, iTarget Pro. Uh, turns out that Joe Biden is um, like whenever you have a Democrat in office, they end up being the best gun salesman ever. So there are a bunch of guns, record guns uh, being sold. By the way, it may have something to do with, oh, I don't know, uh, Democrats defunding the police and, uh, you know, rising crime. But uh, also ammo has gone through the roof because of, you know, they, we had COVID and, uh, you know, the, the defunding the police, like I said. And so people are not able to train with the firearms that they have purchased. So let me tell you, you cannot do that. You have to know your weapon. You have to train. You have to be ready. And that is why iTarget Pro was invented. So they have this app. You download it to your phone. They bring you, they give you a target with your purchase and you get a laser bullet. Yes, it is as cool as it freaking sounds. You put it in your weapon. They have all different calibers for whatever caliber you have, and you use it to train at home. It's just a laser, so you're not going to shoot holes in your furniture as an added bonus. Uh, you can really learn your weapon that way, learn your trigger pull. Um, I, you know, it depends on what gun you have, that your pull is going to be different with each weapon, so you can really, really get sharp with your firearms. It's going to pay for itself just in what you are saving in ammunition and also range fees. By the way, today you can get 10% 
off. In addition to all that money you're going to save, plus get free shipping with the offer code NEWS at checkout if you go to itargetpro.com. Father's Day is around the corner, you guys. Dad is going to love this. itargetpro.com, 10% off plus free shipping with offer code NEWS. Uh, The world's largest meat packer, JBS, was reportedly hit by a cyber attack over the weekend, forcing the firm to halt all production in its U.S. beef plants. And that sounds weird to say, a beef plant. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) A beef plant uh, and sparking fears. We now have plant beef and beef plants. (laughs) (laughs) Fears of meat shortages in uh, multiple countries. Now, um, this is, you know, ransomware attack. like, it, what was it? The oil, the pipeline. That what was the what was the name of that, Jason? Colonial pipeline. Thank you. Um, they just got shut down recently, um, and now they are, uh, of course, discussing Russia. Russia-based cyber attacks uh, have targeted U.S. interests in recent months, which they are now saying uh, is directly related to the upcoming U.S.-Russia summit. So, do we know if this was Russia in this latest one with the meat packer? So we we know that it was a Russian uh, hacking group called but they Rebel. Won't, but they won't say that it's connected directly to Putin. Okay, so so they won't say that. They will never I say mean, that. Bi- when, when I say that, I mean, bi- like, I've heard Biden say, like, well, we don't, I mean, it's mm-hmm. just Russians. It's not connected to Putin. Please. Of course he's going to say that in public. Yeah. Um, if you talk in intelligence circles uh, or just out of the public eye, they will tell you that all of these hacking groups are under the protection and the watchful eye of the Russian government and the Russian intelligence services. Which is how you would do it if you wanted to be smart about it. Right. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It's the same strategy they use with their little green men that go into Ukraine and invade. It's like, they're doing this on their own. We had no, you know, we're not a part of that. Right. Someone Uh, tried to poison you. I don't know anything about that. Right. So I hope I don't don't get myself in trouble with saying this, but so the way... I hope you do. The way way that basically it operates is the Russian government knows where they are. They know exactly you know, what they're doing. Um, they don't encourage them by saying, hey, attack these places. The way they encourage them is by giving them free reign to go play, mm-hmm. just not play within their own back, backyard. Right. Um, I think it's very interesting. And this is a huge attack. Uh, JBS accounts for, I think, a quarter of all beef in the United States. Stu would disagree. He doesn't think it's a huge attack at all. No. (laughs) Since it doesn't affect me, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But what we're seeing now is these hackers, and again, they're coming from, I saw there was another one uh, that I just saw today while walking onto the set. A, uh, a Chinese hacking group attacked the uh, the transportation system in New York City. Jeez. So they're tr- attacking transportation. They're tra- uh, attacking pipelines. They're attacking our food system. What's next? The electric grid? Water? Specifically, yes. they're targeting. They're all coordinating. Well, not coordinating, but they're all targeting very specifically several things, and it's all involving our infrastructure. They're going after United States infrastructure, and at the same time, we have an administration which, which is which is labeling frivolous things as infrastructure. <laughs> They're devoting billions, and this is not an exaggeration, trillions of dollars to things like. I don't know, after school care, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff like that. But they're not doing a thing to harden actual infrastructure that our adversaries are attacking. This is just the beginning on this. Uh, I think right now they're kind of probing on what they can actually hit, what's possible. 
I mean, just imagine if they did it all at once, one big uh, cyber attack, and it, and hit all those things all at once. We'd be crippled. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting. Like, I think it, we all knew that terrorism was a threat back in the day, right? And then 9-11 happened, and it uh, changed everything for us. You know, like, all of a sudden, it was the thing. Uh, we, I remember Glenn and I doing a show on uh, the levees in New Orleans a year before Hurricane Katrina. And, like, it, it was a known issue. It was a known worry before Hurricane Katrina hit. And then it hit, and all of a sudden, it was the biggest issue in the world. Uh, pandemics, we've done shows on them before COVID ever hit. And you never thought like what, the, the whole society is going to shut down for a year. Like no one, it didn't never felt real until it was real, right? And, he, and this cyber thing is, feels like the same thing to me. Like we keep talking about these hacks. We keep talking about, oh, this pipeline went down and this meat packing plant went down and Facebook leaked this. And at some point, like, Wells Fargo is just going to have no balances in it or something. And like we're going to be like, holy crap! This is the only thing we have to worry about. You know, it does feel like we don't get to that mode until it actually hits us. Mm -hmm. And, I, you know, I if they're spending trillions of dollars, this is what's so frustrating. I don't want to spend trillions of dollars on anything, really. But if I'm going to spend trillions of dollars on something, it should be in protecting things like this. Not telling a pipeline company, ah, just pay the ransom. You're right. a private company. <laughs> like, this is what the government is supposed to do. There's like three things they're supposed to do. Yeah. And protecting the United States and the commerce is one of those three things. Well, they had no problem shutting businesses down with coronavirus. Nope. They got very, very heavily involved in private businesses then. Amazing. But now all of a sudden, now whoa. Sudden, oh, my gosh. Hands off. <laughs> off business, these private businesses. Please. We uh, believe in capitalism I mean, here, free market. Come on. You obviously on. have to make that cake for that one gay couple, <laughs> but we're going to hands off on the ransom. Yeah. <laughs> incredible. Uh, all of a sudden they choose that. Uh, okay, so while we wrap this up, talking about the uh, the colonial pipeline, uh, so we've seen the gas prices rise, obviously. Yes. Um, just a little bit. Every My time. wife on her Instagram page, every single time we get cash, she has to take a picture of it and say, thanks, Joe Biden. <laughs> And so legitimately, every time we now have two vehicles that take premium, and every time I'm like, why did we do this? Mm. Why did we do this? Why did we do this? Uh, but uh, President Biden suspended oil and gas leases in Alaska's Arctic National Wildlife Refuge uh, that were previously approved by the Trump administration. And uh, the governor there, who is a Republican, Republican Governor Mike Dunleavy, uh, slammed him, saying the Biden administration's suspension of leases uh, is contrary to federal law, goes on to cite Section, uh, what, 2001 of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017 and what it says. Um, and the people, the experts are saying this is just going to lead to higher gas prices, which is great because... Uh, Let's see. Uh, under the Biden administration, gas prices have risen every month that he has been in office and are currently uh, more than 60 cents per gallon higher than just in January. So we're um, we're this is great, guys. We're headed in a really great direction. Um, I can't wait to be paying two hundred dollars to fill up my car. Just a year ago, we were energy self-sufficient. And now one by one by one. The Biden administration is, is dismantling that. Well, and by the way, the, their whole selling point every time they do it is just like, we're undoing every single thing that the Trump administration did. Aren't you happy about that? It's like, well, maybe maybe they did some things that were like, okay, 
<laughs> decent? I don't know. Could we just, like, so they're so focused on just rolling back every single thing right. that now we've got, uh, you know, the gas prices and lumber prices and meat prices. and Yeah, that, that was their huge spectacle the day of the inauguration was taking the cameras in there mm. and all those executive orders to undo. <laughs> and then little by little, we're seeing that they're kind of backtracking, like building, re right. re reconstructing yeah, some the of the border. Yeah, the, the wall. wall. Yeah, we're seeing some of it for yeah. sure. You know, I, I, I can't help but just the way my mind works is to go like in global implications on this. I mean, the more we, you know, have to increase uh, demand on foreign sources of oil, which is going to happen, which is already happening, mm -hmm. you're driving up the cost of oil. I think I saw that it went above $70 a barrel um, for the first time in a long time. I never thought that we'd see $90 a barrel, $100 a barrel. I think it's possible. With, with how this is going, this global push, you know, to, to shut down fossil fuels, oil's about to get pretty dang expensive. Um, who does that empower? Powers people like Russia, yeah. you know, empowers people like Iran, our adversaries. I mean, he's giving Russia a pass at the same time for their pipelines, right? Oh, he uh, undid sanctions so yeah. that they could open up a huge pipeline. Right. It's just absolutely That's insanity. That's cool. Oh, but Trump was the stooge for Russia. Mm -hmm. I forgot. Still? Yeah, I mean, like, and of course, this fits right into their environmental agenda as well, right? Make gas more expensive, mm -hmm. so more people want to buy electric cars and all these other things that they they've been trying to sell the American people on for a long time. You know, I mean, look, you can go over by as my as a my wife would tell you, possibly, uh, you could go overboard by just blaming the president for gas prices. She's more mocking the fact that when a Republican is president, yeah. they do blame them for gas prices. You can go too far; it's not there; it's not under their control. But he's making specific move after specific move that is leading to this end this is a you know this is quite a quite clear line when you start restricting uh you know national supply and you're, you're going the opposite way you're not exploring for new sources it's going to cost you especially long term i mean you know a 60 cent bump for a few months is one thing it sucks and you know we'll all complain about it and you know some people on the poorer end of the spectrum will get hit really hard by something like this especially if they drive a lot for their job or whatever but on the other side of this like if it's a few months we've had these bursts here and there the problem is the long-term trajectory of this is limiting our supply, which is going to kill us. Mm -hmm. uh, all right, we've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Built Bar. Um, so I just got word that my birthday cake Built Bars are on the way, and I... That's big. Oh, my gosh. The biggest news, really, of my life, honestly. Mm -hmm. Huge. I have a horrible, boring life. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, but uh, Bill Bar, they're coming out with new flavors all the time. Like I said, they've got that birthday cake one. Um, I just tried a new one. I don't know if I can say the flavor yet because it's not available yet. But it's Natty Light. Natty Light Bill Bar. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. How did that. you know? Oh, I knew oh, it. amazing. <laughs> Takes me back to the college days. Uh, or last but, Tuesday. Yeah, or last. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Stu. <laughs> <laughs> um, but these are, if you haven't tried them, they they are amazing protein bars. They're delicious, but they're still good for you. You're going to feel like you're eating a candy bar, but you're not. You're actually eating something healthy. It's high in protein and fiber. It's low in calories and carbs. They're all covered in 100% chocolate. Some are white chocolate. Some are regular chocolate. you got to go on their website and find your favorite flavor. I'm loving all of the pictures you guys have been sending me of all of your shipments, all of your orders. I love it. You will love it, too, if you have not tried it yet. The people out there, are actually, they hate me because they're like, you, damn you, Sarah, you got me addicted to Built Bar, and I've spent so much money on these things, and I can't stop eating them. Well, you're welcome because they're delicious, but they're not going to expand your waistline. You can go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code NEWS15 to save 15%. That is B-U-I-L-T, BuiltBar.com, promo code NEWS15. 
President Biden has faced criticism today uh, during his speech marking the 100th anniversary of the Tulsa race massacre. Uh, Biden started claiming that uh, young black entrepreneurs, that, well, is very, very similar to, I think, in the same vein as the uh poor kids are just as capable and smart as white kids, right? It's like, well, black entrepreneurs, they just don't have lawyers or accountants. Like, what? Here, here's a little bit of that. The data shows young black entrepreneurs are just as capable of succeeding given the chance as white entrepreneurs are. But they don't have lawyers. They don't have, they, they, they don't have accountants, mm -hmm. but they have great ideas. <laughs> Does anyone doubt this whole nation would be better off? from the investments those people make, and I promise you, that's why I set up the National Small Business Administration that's much broader, because they're gonna get those loans. So, let me just get this straight. As a minority, I am not smart enough to go get an ID so that I can vote. Nope. I do not know how to get on the computer and find a vaccination site. No way. And I cannot manage to find out how to get a lawyer or an accountant. Are you no. able to tie your shoes? Uh, I wear heels for that reason. Okay, yeah. No, that's hard. That's hard. <laughs> no Could there be anything more insulting than this attitude the left over has about over. minorities? Constantly. Yeah. Everything is like, well, they can't do it. They need white people to help them do it, right? <laughs> this is going to blow the mind of the Biden administration, but not only can black entrepreneurs get accountants and lawyers some accountants and lawyers are black <gasps> Whoa. yeah i know it's a blow your mind yeah, they're so smart they're able to go through the schooling and everything i don't believe that. i know it's crazy it's a crazy <laughs> idea i mean it's so I, I, like it's the type of thing that if i if i happen to be an african-american gentleman I would abandon this party immediately over stuff like this. Yeah. If they think so little of you. They think you're a child. They think you're a child and you can't do it on your own. That would just piss me off to yeah. no end. And, you know, the fact that always at the other end is some white guy in the government to help out is even... It just doubles down on the insulting uh, behavior here. I, I, it, this thing dri this drives me more crazy than anything. How the conservative side, which is saying you're good enough, yeah. you can do it, we all can do it together, we're all equal, let's go get it. We see you as an individual. We see you as an individual yeah. with individual merits. Mm -hmm. And that is the hateful side of the argument. And the loving side of the argument is, hey, black people, you can't do it. I'm white and I'm here to help. That's the, that's a, that's the good part of the argument. I, I just don't, I can't fathom it. I don't understand why, how Biden has such a strong black, you know, support base. I really don't get it. I mean, I, it makes you wonder if it's, we already, I thought we're seeing kind of an awakening of people on the, that were on the left that were like, this is ridiculous. You know, like they were starting to come over and, you know, the walk away movement. You would hope that things like this mm -hmm. would continue to hasten that, you know, awakening and possibly bring people over from, from the Democrat party. I, I just don't see how you can sit there and say, yeah, I completely agree with what that man's saying right there. I am not offended in any way whatsoever. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. Well, it's also interesting because, I mean, you would think if he was uh, actually being genuine about what he was saying, he, I don't know, may have done something about it since he's been in government for 200 <laughs> years. <Yeah. laughs> right. I mean, and still, 
here we are. And he's saying the same, that there are the same problems that he keeps saying he's going to solve. I just, I'm just waiting on him to actually solve it. There's just so much ridiculousness going on at that uh, press conference right there. I mean, th there was the one uh, comment about white supremacy being yeah. more, more of a threat than Al-Qaeda and ISIS. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, there's just a fact of where they even had it. They were having it in Tulsa you know, the spot of the Tulsa race riot. And there was people all over the left saying, well, I never heard about that story before. Yeah, because you don't care. <laughs> you literally do not care. You're yeah. using it as a big stage and it's theater. Yep. Um, Glenn has been talking about oh that for God. how long? Endlessly. Endlessly. <laughs> uh, I, he, he said, say, what is the first time you heard about uh, Black Wall Street? I'm like, well, let me tell you the first 875 times <laughs> yeah. I heard about Black Wa Wall Street from you. All from you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, he's been covering this history for a long time and it's all like mesmerizing new stuff to the left, which is amazing if they actually cared about this. They obviously don't. No. And there's this cycle that goes on over and over again where there's an incident of some sort. The left comes in and says, well, we need some money and we need some power. You just elect us and everything will be okay. Mm -hmm. Then they get power. They spend that money. And then, is did you solve it? No, it's even worse than we imagined. <laughs> we need more money. We need to be elected all over again. And it just keeps going around and around in a circle. And I don't know how it works. It's I don't know how. Incredible. All right, we got to take a break. We'll be back. It really is. I mean, you would think. All right, hey, if you are watching us on YouTube, Pluto, Blaze TV, Facebook, wherever you are watching us, thanks so much for watching. Uh, if you would... Go to wherever you get your audio podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review the news and why it matters. Uh, it will help more people be able to find the show. Also, you might see your review read live on air like the one today from uh, Maddie Vama. I don't know what that, what that is supposed to say. Sorry if I mispronounced it. This show keeps me sane. Thank you so much to Sarah and all of the rotating cast of guests for keeping us informed. From Yako to Eric to Pat and Stu and my Marine brother, Jason Semper Fi, uh, all form like Voltron to save us from the corporate media's <laughs> madness. Thank uh, you uh, Voltron all. with a, a large interest in the farm bill. That's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's Jason. Yeah, Jason's the head of farm bill, farm bill, that's, farm bill. Oh that's the gosh. sword that comes out. <laughs> that's when Jason farm is actually excited to yeah. read <laughs> the big documents that yep. we all give him. He's like, I'm going to be so pissed when I read this. I'll tear that up. I'll tear that up. <laughs> Thanks for watching, guys. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.